Time to abandon ship. Can I persuade you to join us for a drink? It's a tradition. Here, here. Jar Jar, call me. My main man, quickly. Before the Separatists attack, get into the escape pod. Hey, this is escape. Then where the pod? Welcome back to Star Wars Escape Pod. We have the Return of the Jedi commentary track for you guys today. And, uh... I'm your host, Josh. I've got the crew of the Escape Pod with me today, uh, Blake and Reed, and uh, we're just going to be syncing up, watching the movie on uh, our Disney Plus. So now's your chance to uh, prepare your own tab and uh, maybe pop in your disc or whatever you're watching it on. Uh, but before we get into business here, we're going to take a brief moment and uh, listen or uh, slash watch uh, the Return of the Jedi classic theatrical trailer from 1982. climactic clash between the forces of good and evil. Return to a galaxy far, far away. Return of the Jedi. The next chapter in the continuing Star Wars saga. The battle for freedom rages on. The heart of a hero. The courage of a rebel. The strength of a leader. The loyalty of comrades. The power of the Force. The cunning of the enemy. A destiny revealed. Is Darth Vader my father? A legend fulfilled. An epic of heroes, villains, and aliens from a thousand worlds. The quest continues. The circle closes. The saga lives on. Return of the Jedi begins May 25th at a theater in your galaxy. Another happy landing. Welcome back, guys. Hey, good to hey, be man. here. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, yeah good, good to, to be back. Oh, good to have you guys back, as always. And uh, I, I gotta, I gotta say, watching that trailer, there's a few shots in there that did not make the final edit in the way that they did because Luke is holding his blue lightsaber, 
And um, okay. yeah, like the, it's before I think George decided to go back and change the color, like right before the film came out. Yeah. Um, that's why all the promotional posters for uh, Revenge of the Jedi were still. Uh, the, he's still, the blue. Yeah, yeah, he still had the blue lightsaber, right? Well, oh, um, wait, it was called Revenge of the Jedi? It briefly, used to be called yeah. Revenge of the Jedi, very briefly, all, all the way up until like a couple weeks or something like that, or a couple months before the film, and, and uh, posters had already been published, like teaser posters. So oh. I've actually got one in my kitchen, and uh, it's got the, the font and everything is, is the same uh, for Return of the Jedi. Except the the color scheme of the the letters is like a gradiented orange to yellow, and it's very interesting that that is the case because Revenge of the Jedi is essentially Revenge of the Sith, but yeah. with the last you know the last section like swapped out, and the color scheme of the original Revenge of the Jedi poster is the same as what that they used with uh, the whole Mustafar lava theme from Episode Three. So like all the Revenge of the Sith stuff was like designed with the same color scheme in mind with like that orange like lava gradient in the text um i don't know if you guys remember any of the toys or action figures coming out back then but that's that's what they all had was like episode three and you know and revenge of the sith and they all had that like flaming kind of like look to it right yeah i remember that yeah remember especially like all the legos and stuff had it on the on the box and now for a quick promotional or two from some partner podcast that uh we have partnered up with to uh cross promote so here we go wanted to re-experience classic radio once again well the all-time radio comedy time machine and the yesteryear all-time radio podcasts are there for you across the internet to do just that with the classic jack benny series and the cbs radio mysteries we're here to bring classic radio to life so search us up and enjoy the rest of the show galactic empire hyperspace positronic brains androids these ideas developed decades earlier than you might think, and they are the legacy of one man, Isaac Asimov. I'm Jason Stark, host of Galaxy. Join me, along with my friends Stephanie and Jacob Yunker, as we dive into the novels and stories of one of the greatest sci-fi authors of all time. From iRobot to Foundation to the Caves of Steel and beyond, we explore the narratives, the meanings, and the legacy one book at a time. Listen on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts and visit galaxypodcast.com. All right, we're going to start up the movie here. So uh, if you guys have your Disney Plus pages ready, or if you have the Blu-ray in your Blu-ray drive, you're going to want to have it set to 0000 or whatever the time code is for the absolute beginning. And uh, we're all gonna, we're gonna do the countdown here and uh, we're all gonna hit play at the exact same time. Uh, Blake and Reed and I are sharing a Disney Plus group watch, which is a really cool new feature. So uh, let's do the countdown. All right, uh, three, two, wait, wait, hold on a second. <laughs> Psych! Gotcha! I'm like counting down, but yeah. I'm not looking at the play button. That's like really the... funny. Like, oh, wait, I'm not actually prepared. Yeah. Josh would be gotcha the world's viewers. worst. Hold on a second. Are, are you the my profile? Are you the one that, that has the Mickey Mouse icon and that says my profile and the Disney, the Disney Plus thing? Oh, maybe. Because I just updated it now. <laughs> it's like so anonymous. <laughs> 
It just says my profile. I'm like, who's, who's like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like who's, who's eavesdropping on my group's watch on Disney Plus yeah. here? Like, yeah, if I, yeah, I joined and then I noticed that was even a thing so I could change it. So I changed it afterwards. That, oh, I just got Disney Plus today. Yes, yes, he did. Thank goodness. I mean, Mandalorian drops in... Uh, well, ten days from this recording, but right. uh, of when this recording airs, it will be uh, only one, two, three, four days away from happening. So um, I won't have to to wait long. For everyone listening at home, you guys will be be antsy for that to come out. But it's gonna um, be sweet. Yeah, it is. It is, and we're gonna be. Are we plan? We're planning on doing some after show stuff, right? That's my understanding. I figured we're all gonna watch it together like this, and then do a recording right after. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Uh, should be fun. So, uh, all right, let's let's start this again, shall we? Uh, all right, three, two, one, punch, punch it. Oh, there we go. So a bit of a delay there. You know, the one thing I noticed from the trailer was that it had that really old, kind of unfinished look about the film. Mm-hmm. Like with the speckles everywhere, like just totally oh. uncleaned up. Yeah, yeah all that oh, yeah. It's pretty funny. Yeah. yeah, when you get a chance, you should check it out. It's it's pretty funny. <laughs> you have to go back and watch that afterwards here. Yeah. You know, I was just kind of thinking as we're going through the intro, uh, Return of the Jedi really kind of set the, like this standardized pacing for all the Star Wars movies that come afterwards. Yeah, Cause, absolutely. It's like, obviously there's like kind of action thing in the beginning and then slows down. And then at the end, this is something I've noticed has become very, very standard for Star Wars. And it wasn't really done before Jedi where you have both like two battles happening simultaneously and you're like cutting between it back and forth. Yeah. That's that's a good point. Um, that carried directly over into the Phantom Menace, and yeah. um, uh, I believe. I don't know the Disney films have all done that. Yeah, there's yeah, always, there's it's, always like it's a just, space battle and a land battle or a Jedi battle. Yeah, like this climactic sort of mashup at the end, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of become a bit of a formula. Yeah. Or I don't know. Do you think it was Return of the Jedi that did that, or I? Because Empire pretty much did that. As Empire well. had uh, Empire Empire had a big ground battle going on, but I don't like. There was no like X-wing dogfighting happening at yeah, the same like, time, right? That's true. Or well, yeah. there was the snow speeder stuff, but yeah. That yeah, that's true. Actually, yeah, there was some there was some snow speeder action, but I mean like aerial kind of like, but like space two, space battle. Following yeah. two different groups of characters and two different battles yeah yeah oh and and then uh also with the combination of a lightsaber duel of course at the same time yeah 
because because uh, yeah, because Return of the Jedi, it's like you got Luke's personal battle with Vader at the very end yeah. here with the lightsaber. You got the the battle outside, which is like all the ships and yeah. Lando and everything, and then you got the ground battle, which is all like happening. Han Solo yeah. and everybody, and yeah, so you got all those three things happening at once. And then Phantom Menace came around, and you had Qui Gon, Obi Wan, Darth Maul fighting it out. You had the battle up in space with Anakin and the Naboo starfighters, and then you had the battle on the ground, which was like you know, Padme and the Gungans and, you know, the whole the whole tank battle sort of thing. So, yeah, there's a lot of symmetry there. It's a formula I think they've used quite a few times now, just in Hollywood. Yeah, it's definitely become yeah. like very common. And I don't think it was very common before this movie because, no. yeah. like, this came out around this, like, I guess it was a, a New Hope came out at the same time as Planet of the Apes, the original. Yeah. And if you've seen that, like you get an idea of the standardized pacing of the time, just super, yeah. super, super slow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is my favorite movie of the whole original trilogy. Yeah, I was gonna say that. I thought totally you were forgot. an Empire guy. <laughs> <laughs> or no, no you, you guys I'm love Empire. Empire. I was gonna say that. Yeah, like I was gonna comment. Yeah, that. Yeah, this is Josh's favorite. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. What What makes you like this more than the others? Like, what's runner-up yeah. for you? I like it more than the others because I think very similar to what Tanner was saying is like the pacing is actually so much more modern in this one. It is very modern. Um, it's It's like it built on top of what Empire was doing um, and then kind of further further quickened up the pace of things. Um, but then also I love like the personal journey that, that has, that Anakin's conclusion comes to an end sort of thing. And, and Luke also, his storyline comes to a conclusion as well. Um, like it's just, it's just a very nice, like wrap up sort of thing. Very, very similar to why Revenge of the Sith is also my favorite prequel movie because everything just wraps up so well. And, um, I think if anything, like the Just way part that of the George why people didn't like the sequel trilogy existing in the first place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because and and it is touchy because because of course now like we have them. This movie is now changed because of those. It's true. Yeah, it definitely is less important than it once was. Yeah. Yeah, and then I love the music, all the music stuff, especially like at the very end, like with all the all the Palpatine like throne room stuff, like that. Yeah. Those songs are just so great. And then, um, I don't know. I mean, you get some actual Boba Fett action for a, however brief amount of time in this movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Boba Fett. Which, Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Where? <laughs> yeah. Whereas, like, people thought he was like such a badass in like the first, in like Empire, but he just stands there with his gun, right? Yeah. So in, in this cool. movie, he actually like he uses jetpack, Josh. A jetpack. Yeah, he uses his jetpack, man. Yeah. So you know so what's funny? That. I I remember when uh, Force Awakens and. Uh, last jedi came out and stuff like because yeah. they kind of uh marketed 
Captain Phasma as like yeah. you know the next sort of Boba Fett or whatever. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, that'll be cool. And That's then like people joke. were so pumped for her character, and then like yeah. her character really didn't do that much. I mean, she Just still like did <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like people were upset that her character didn't do as much, but I was like, you guys realize Boba Fett did nothing for the first like two movies. <laughs> yeah, he didn't really do anything in this one either. No. Oh, he just dies. <laughs> he just dies. Yeah. He just dies. Well, that's the you know that's one thing about Clone Wars that totally rectified it though is like you actually got to know the character of Boba Fett. Yeah. yeah. But I just thought that was really funny that they're like, yeah, Captain Phasma, the new, like yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. The ultimate female warrior. Exactly. And the, then she like, she dies in Last have... Jedi, right? What's that? I did she, she die in Last Jedi? Last I don't. Jedi, yeah. yeah, she did. Yeah. Trying to think if she came back or not. No, I don't think so. No, yeah. she comes. If, she comes back after the first one because they sent her down the garbage chute on Starkiller yeah. Base, and yeah. you know, garbage chute plus planet blowing up. You would think she'd be dead? She wasn't. I and wish then, they like cut um, to a scene where it was almost like one to one from like a New Hope, <laughs> where she, the walls like coming in, and she's like trying to like push them back like a stick. Or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Her her electro <laughs> staff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Missed opportunity. So yeah, good. Totally. Oh, so this is the second time now that Bib Fortuna is popping up because he was actually at the pod race on the Boonta Eve all the way back in the Phantom Menace. Oh, yeah. He didn't age much, did he? <laughs> Gosh. He looks He's a little more oily, but that's... <laughs> yeah, he looks so greasy. Yeah. It's just like, I have to say, that's one of the most disgusting aliens I think I've had to look at in Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> like, just okay. this giant, like, tumorous... Like noodly worm <laughs> appendage coming. It's, it's the so one gross. thing. It's the one thing about a lot of these costumes. I think that they sort of went overboard on was just the the protective layer on top of all the latex that they make. You know. Yeah. Uh, like they have like a some sort of uh, almost like a Vaseline jelly that they put on top of it. I guess to to like keep it moist and <laughs> so it doesn't dry dry out and crack. Right. And, and like they're in. Yeah, so I guess I guess like that's why they're all sweaty looking people. Maybe but. it's just you know what it is, Josh. It's it space vaseline. It could be. I don't space know. Lube. I mean, this is, this yeah, is just kind of like my my assumption here. It's no no facts or anything, but I'm just making a guess, educated yeah. guess. Yeah, I just want to point out that Java has a hookah, and that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I was gonna say. It's just sitting there, just smoking. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Ooh. Yes. There he is. There he is. <laughs> the real star of the show. Yeah. We, we, we all got to laugh when he laughs. Oh, oh dude. man. <laughs> Just the greasiest looking thing. <laughs> so <laughs> gross. Yeah. <laughs> I still, I still think Bid Fortuna is nastier, but that little, the little rat lizard's pretty gross too. Uh, oh man, yeah. I'd love to get one that's like super high quality because you can get like plush ones and stuff, but one that like looks film accurate and just like yeah. hide it somewhere. <laughs> Dude, I'd get a bottle of that for my truck. Oh man, it's not a bad idea. <laughs> I would hide it somewhere, so it's like someone would like spot it and be like, "What the crap is that?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like in the shadows, dude. Yeah. 
right right in your pat like in front of your uh sh shotgun passenger seat dude so like they hop in the oh, truck and close the door and then the head's bobbling right in front of them yeah yeah <laughs> like the in the glove box if someone like tries to like steal your papers and they're just saying yeah <laughs> 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 that's pretty good oh man I got to say, as far as movies picking off, uh, like where the last movie ended, this one does such a great job. No, I agree totally. Definitely. I think I think out of the whole <laughs> Star Wars like saga, uh, excluding uh, the the no gap sort of between Episode Seven and Eight, like this this movie picks up uh, way more directly from the previous film than I think yeah. any other movie. Yeah, I agree with that. There yeah, is like, uh, isn't there, like, years between most of the other movies? Like, I know yeah. it's about From New Hope to Empire. Yeah, there's, like, three and a half years between those two films. Uh, between this film and the last one was was uh, one year. Yeah, as I say, I think um, it's a year. Because it has to be yeah. a long time for Luke to make his new saber. Yeah. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, man! You ruined the movie for me. I've never seen it before. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I didn't mean, didn't mean to do that. There is definitely a scene missing with with three PO getting like just stomach butted into the corner. <laughs> is that is it from this sequence it's, right now? It's in the trailer and it's in this room. Yeah. Oh really? That's yeah. funny. Yeah. Right here. <laughs> I think it's supposed to happen after that, maybe, but. Given like, or just before. Yeah, it's totally missing. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay, yeah, you guys have to look up the teaser trailer and and it's like after the halfway point there's there's a scene where this happens and it's so funny. It's like it needs to be made into a gif. If anybody's <laughs> listening out there, make it into a gif. <laughs> <laughs> the gonk droid man. So misunderstood. Okay, now the real question is, are they going to play the original song or Jedi Rocks? Oh, this is this is the updated Blu-ray equivalent, so yeah. we'll probably get uh we'll probably get Jedi Rocks. Play. It's weird to me that there's a song called Jedi Rocks when Jedi aren't that common. <laughs> yeah, right? You you know what's weird to me is that they stuck this very attractive Twi'lek right next to like a very undesirable looking woman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Jedi Rocks. Didn't this used to be a puppet in the original yep. one? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was really janky. Yeah, yeah. It was so it was so garbage looking. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was a. Was he a puppet as well, or did he just not exist? I th I don't I forget I don't even think he was a thing. Yeah, so they just added because this all whole together. song is like a new song, right? Yeah, I think yeah. Yeah, they made over spotlight. It was a little more backgroundy before. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. That's a shame. Bomber, dude. What they did with the Rancor in this movie is so well done. Agreed, yeah. Yeah. Like you'd never be able to tell that it's only like eight inches high or whatever. Yeah. 
maybe a foot. Oh, it's a miniature? No way. Yeah, yeah man, it's, it's, like, awesome. it's a puppet. Yeah. I was like, man, this is some pre-Jurassic Park stuff, but I guess I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty nuts. I'm, I'm glad they didn't replace it with CG because it holds mm, up. Yeah, it, yeah. it does, and and it looks good. Like like all the yeah. all the saliva dripping out of his mouth and everything. Like yeah. you can totally you totally buy it. Right? Yeah, the, the only thing that didn't age well was the the green screen of like Luke in there. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But the puppet itself is great. Hmm. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's a frog in his hookah. Yeah. Looks like it. Yep. It's alive too. Wow, yeah, it's awesome. alive. <laughs> Just sitting there. Yep. Dude, legendary. No frogs were well, like, in the making like of this two or film. Three of them in there too. There used to be more, but they got eaten. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. I find it really funny that some of the costumes, like uh, what Leia's wearing now, and like Boba, like super cool. And then there's these guys that wearing just like scrap leather, like tinfoil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like one of the movies has to use a thermal detonator and just show the power that it has. Dude, honestly. Because most people think it's just like a grenade, but it's like a really high energy explosive. It's supposed to like level a building. Yeah. Yeah, Star Wars Battlefront didn't really do the thermal detonator any favors. No, they didn't. It's just a generic grenade. The yeah, thermal exactly. imploder is really cool, but... Mm, that sounds cool. Yeah, the thermal imploder is the one that does like the shockwave or whatever in Star Wars Battlefront 2. I think oh, the okay. Death Troopers get it as like a standard grenade. It's mm. like energy blast. So, yeah. <laughs> I think a thermal detonator is is supposed is so built up in this moment to be like this insane explosive. Like I'm gonna like blow up the building kind of thing. But yeah. uh, you know, you you play Battlefront two, you toss that the, one of those things. Like they don't even kill anybody. It's just like it blows <laughs> up and it's yeah. like oh, like fifty damage. Like that's about it. They were higher damage or did more explosive in Clone Wars though, didn't they? Uh, yeah, I guess they used a few of them at a time to like blow up bigger things, but, uh, yeah. And, and I think that's where, where the whole idea of like Clone Wars, even though it's for people who like, aren't very big fans of that era, Mm -hmm. like it's, it's really important and crucial to remember that that show is made by people who grew up with these movies. Yeah. And, and so like a lot of those things are kind of like brought to light, like in those, in those, in that context, right? Like you get people like Dave Filoni and stuff who like this movie was like the movie that he went to the theater and saw as a kid. Oh yeah. So, so way more influence. So like, exactly. So much more influence. So like the thing I find unique about Clone Wars compared to the prequel movies is that even though it's based on the same era, there's so much more influence from the original trilogy piped into the, that show. 
Mm-hmm. And and it's like the combination of those things makes it such a desirable show for me to watch because it's got the spirit of these movies in a show that takes place in the era that I like it's true. a lot more, right? It, it, yeah. One thing that I don't think Clone Wars gets enough credit for is just how much it really blended the trilogies together. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Oh, before I forget, I was going to say, I like that this is Jabba's palace and like he has this, you know, massive complex and he mm-hmm. basically is like in a cave. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I think yeah. it's like an ancient kind of like. Yeah. This is has a little bit of the classic Tatooine infrastructure. I just thought it was funny. I mean, maybe it's just those internal like slugging instincts or whatever, <laughs> making him want to crawl into a dark oh, hole. Oh, maybe but... yeah. He's not allowed to have any like stairs or like <laughs> all ramps. It's all one yeah. floor. By the way, I love the Jabba Palace map in uh, Star Wars Battlefront Two. That was an awesome map. Yeah, that's a great, super well done. So I don't know if any of you guys watched uh, Forces of Destiny. Um, What's that? The the uh, so Disney was in a in a in a mood, I guess. Well, I guess Luke's film may have been in a mood, you know. Uh, uh, probably Kathleen Kennedy's call here, but uh, there was a promotional lineup of uh, girls' dolls made for girl fans mm-hmm. uh, under the promotional title of Star Wars Destiny. And uh, they launched a YouTube channel, which specifically did like little shorts, which, you know, some of them were actually pretty good. But um, there was one that was done just for like Leia. And it's like a two minute, two and a half minute thing where like she where she gets that costume from, uh, like from the original bounty hunter that used to have it. And uh, these are, of course, are stories that used to be covered in the EU for like full scale novels and stuff like that. And uh, they just kind of like skipped over them with like these little two and a half minute animated wind like, video flashes. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I was like, uh, kind of underwhelming, but um, yeah. But uh, apparently, I, th- I think it was the same one in which Leia actually talks and speaks to Maz Kanata and uh, and gets the costume from there. So it was a very like forceful tie-in of that character. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was super random. But no, they're doing what they can, put it all together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm sure we're going to start yeah. to see sequel trilogy stuff placed into prequel era pretty soon here. I'm pretty sure Maz Kanata is going to make uh, an appearance in the High Republic, like comics and novels and stuff. Yeah, for sure. I can see that. Yep. Yeah. I'm actually getting kind of excited for that kind of era. I'm stoked. I, like, I think it'll be great, like, seeing. Uh... It'll be a good change of pace because I feel like we've been in this, like, late empire era for a really long time now yeah yeah exactly 
see a whole bunch of Jedi everywhere doing front flips. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this entrance is awesome. Like, it's so mysterious at first. Like, you don't actually think it's him. Yeah, for sure. So, like, ominous. Is it the Emperor? Yeah. <laughs> it's like he gets closer and you're, and then you're like, oh, well, like, it's yeah. Luke. Like, it's like, Isn't Force Choke, like, a Sith power? Yep. <laughs> oh, no, man. When, per- when oh, is that a duck? What? Right. When did that get in there? I've never seen that before. A duck? Doug. Oh, yeah, they, they must add that in the special editions. Josh, do they add that oh. in the, the, the latest version? Uh, yeah, I would have. That's a good question, actually. I'm going to have to look that up. I mean, I would assume that it was yes. added in. I doubt it was in the 90s special editions yeah it would have had to have been the 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 last ones in the 2000s man if carrie fisher felt uncomfortable in her costume in uh new hope (laughs) yeah no kidding right oh man something we didn't mention is uh it it takes three people to do java and two yeah two of them are dwarves (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) wow so uh it's actually the, the guy who is running the main rig for Java is the same guy who did all the all – he ran all like the um, – what are they? Like the Sesame Street characters. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, like Frank Oz, you mean? or Like yeah. he did Yoda or, or are you talking about somebody Oz? else? I think – there's two of them. I always get them mixed up, but I, I think it is Oz. And he's, mm. he's running the, the head and the mouth and he's got one arm. And then there's a there's a dwarf or a little person that's on one side that's doing the other arm, and there's another one that's doing the tail. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot of people. Yeah, and yeah. I remember reading somewhere behind the scenes that at one point uh, Frank Oz like slipped and like fell and like landed on the two two little people, and they got like <laughs> really hurt. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, Ooh, they, had to get, they had like one of them got like a cast or something. <laughs> Are the black robes a Sith thing too? Well, I think Sith generally use them. Because I mean, yeah, you can th- see like Anakin wore dark robes too. Yeah, I remember oh, yeah. Uh, there was somewhere in one of the EU books that that a lot of the Jedi kind of frowned upon his his apparel, but. Uh, I don't know if that's like fully canon anymore or or what, but he he right. is one of the few one of the few Jedi that does wear darker clothing. I mean, the only other 
Jedi that kind of wore darker clothing as like um uh like there was a Barris Offie and she she also pulls a betrayal moment on the Jedi as well at some point and so interesting yeah i think i think i mean visually speaking like darker clothes tend to try and reflect the character the character's uh characteristics right <coughs> but I've always quite liked uh, Luke's costume, like in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Oh, my nail! It's it's very Jedi like because if you just look at like the tunic and stuff that he's got on, like it's got that same like aesthetic and everything. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's less towel like, but it's like it's it's like thinner, but it still looks pretty pretty similar. Yeah. It's also interesting to see that it's like it's a shorter robe as opposed to what we saw with Obi-Wan in New Hope. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel so bad for this guy. He's so heartbroken. <laughs> He's like, get out of my way! No! <laughs> right. Man, this guy's so upset. I love his hat, too. I don't know. How do you think his uh, his outfit would pass as a Star Wars costume, guys? Hey, shirtless, <laughs> goofy hat like that. I'm gonna wear it to work for Halloween. <laughs> dude, yes. <laughs> Legendary, dude. Legend. Just like just riding transit. Just <laughs> <laughs> a normal day on the BC transit line. Right. Oh, oh my goodness. I mean. It's a pretty liberal city. I don't think too many people would be that concerned. No, honestly, I mean, there's no law against going shirtless. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. What is that on the wall in the top left behind Jabba on C-3PO? I'll take a look. Hold on. <laughs> it's like a look at it. It's, it's like, like a, a slugworm. Yeah, it's like it's like a snake with a. It's a weird piece of decor, I will say. Yeah, it was moving around in the like the previous scene or whatever. Hmm. It's not moving oh, now, man. but <laughs> Yeah, now it's moving. Oh no. <laughs> don't want us to see the slug worm. The little rat lizard just having the time of his life, man. He's like, right? I got my, my big daddy on my behind me. I got this hot babe in front of me. <laughs> and sending yeah. this, about to watch this guy his death. He's like, such a yeah. pimp. Executions. Like, Woo! <laughs> so did they actually go to the Sahara for this? I, I, for, I forget exactly if they went... If they went uh, 
So anyway, they definitely I, I believe they I believe they did. Yeah, I believe they went somewhere for and they set up like a a set like outside maybe. I don't know. I'll have to look that up. I'm pretty sure they're outside somewhere. That's that's not outside, but it's out there. A lot like of the the ship out, outside the ship stuff. It's all miniatures, of course, but yeah. I like that in an age of like laser swords and blasters, some of these guards have like halberds and spears. Yeah. Like just. I think they're supposed to be like vibro weapons, but oh. yeah, they're they 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 sure don't look that way and. That's actually something that that Mandalorian fixed was like it's the first live action vibro knife that I've actually seen vibrate it's like That's before cool. like in the Clone Wars and everything like anytime someone pulled out of like a knife of some kind it just it's referred to as a vibro knife because they vibrate at a really high frequency so that they slice things better mm -hmm, but yeah. um but yeah they they never applied that effect up until that point Uh, yes, but there was a massive sail barge set outside. That's yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, they would have done something. Yeah. Did they canonize if vibro swords can stop lightsabers? Uh, no, I don't believe it is. I, because I, vibro blades, um, aren't the same as like electro blades. So I think, I think like they made it pretty clear that any electro weaponry, um, Kind of like the manga guard staffs or whatever, like mm -hmm. would be able to to stop a lightsaber, but um, like that axe right there, like probably probably not. No, I wouldn't think that would. So that was kind of a thing in the EU for a long time. Yeah. The original Sarlacc pit was just like the pit with the spikes on the side of it, right? There was no yeah, uh, there was yeah. no beak or anything. Of it. Yeah, yeah, they added the beak. Man, yeah. these weak ways, man, they look so rough. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> that is the people of Hondo. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Oh, maybe that was the shot. Oh, the belly bump was it right there? Yeah, I think it might have been, but it was oh. a different. It was a different angle on the teaser trailer. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah, I can see that being the case. So, I don't know. I'm sure you knew this, Josh, but Reed, maybe you didn't. Uh, the reason why George made Luke saber green was because you couldn't see the blue saber against the sky in the sequence. Oh, oh no yeah, way. I do remember reading about that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the only reason because you, you couldn't see blue. <laughs> that's so funny. That's hilarious! Yeah. Wow. And just like that, there was two standardized uh, Jedi colors. Yeah, just just wow. like blue and and it was originally blue and red, and that was it. Yeah, and then and then now it's like green into the mix, <laughs> and then by the time of the prequel, Samuel Jackson's like, I want a purple lightsaber. And that was <laughs> like a punk. Yeah. yeah. Boom. There he goes. And there he goes. Wow. So how did 
How did George Lucas then justify it? Was he just like, yep, screen lightsaber, deal with it? Or was he like, yeah, there's, uh, you know, like he had went through this time where he made a new one and blah, 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 blah. I'd like to know, actually, because he's normally been a bit, like, hesitant with expanding his colors of lightsabers, so. <laughs> just a little higher! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> To be honest, though, it doesn't surprise me that the one person to change the color of their lightsaber was Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> no, if anyone yeah. was going to be able to do it, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh man! I think he gave it to him only because it was Samuel Jackson. If it was right? anybody else, maybe he wouldn't have bothered. <laughs> Dang. Was uh, I know you talked about this in the last film a little bit. Was Carrie Fisher still uh, having a hard time with uh, you know? drugs and stuff like that at this at, point, at this oh, point? By this, um i don't know i'm not sure if she was in rehab by this point or not to be honest i just know i read a lot about it and she talks about it a lot in her biography that mm. it was a big issue during empire strikes back particularly during the hoth stuff oh uh, yeah Oh, that's where that blaster's from. A little higher! A little higher! A little higher! A little higher! <laughs> it's one of those lines that I tend to use when I can. Is it? You know? <laughs> yeah, if I ever need to say just, just a little more, you know, just a little higher. But... <laughs> you go, Lando. Just a little higher! <laughs> See, Josh has the opposite problem when I take him to the gun range. He shoots too high, and so I have to be like, a little lower. A little lower. A little yeah. lower. <laughs> to change it up. You're shooting the roof. A little lower. <laughs> so, so, dude, so the first time I took Josh to the gun range, I think Wes and AJ were there, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So we were all there, and so I had a, my, like, AR-15 and my Glock and stuff like that when I could, you know, still use my AR-15. Well, yeah. actually, that may have been the second time, because the first time, I think it might have been just you and me. Oh, yeah, maybe it was. Yeah, because I don't think you had shot the uh, AR at nope. and, or the Glock yeah. at that point. Yeah. So anyways, yeah, so Josh is shooting my AR-15, and it's got a front sight and a rear sight. But I think it was because yeah. of some video game Josh had been playing. Like, he only was looking through the front sight. And so he oh, shoots. Yeah. And I'm like, man, Josh is shooting really high. I wonder what's up. And then he looks yeah. at me after he shoots the mag. And he's like, man, what's with this big black thing in the back? It's in my way every time I try to shoot. And I'm like, that's so oh, funny. That's yeah. the real sight. You're supposed to look through yeah. it when you shoot. <laughs> so he's he take this thing off it's in the way yeah that's exactly how it's like. I was like Brad, what are you doing yeah at that point you just hand the guy a shotgun <laughs> oh, god. oh gosh oh man uh. <clears throat> they just get back together and already splitting apart dude yeah <laughs> he kind of sounds like he's talking to a pet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy that he's been so busy for like a year that he yeah. hasn't been able to like go back. Rescue his friend. Yeah. Well, like, yeah. 
other stuff too. Actually, right now the Marvel Comics lineup that they were doing all those Darth Vader and Marvel and Star Wars comics, like they they wrapped up all those stories between Episode Four and Five, and now they're making new ones that have relaunched with the same titles that take place between Episode Five and Six. Okay. So so now they're telling stories as to like you know how or why like how Luke builds his new lightsaber and okay, that's you know good. what actually, prevents him what, from what going of- back to Dagobah. One of the deleted scenes, uh, you actually see him assemble it, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I He's really like, wish they'd like put that in, but I, they know. wanted to keep the reveal that he was there, right? All that. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. It, it makes sense to why they did it, but it was pretty cool. He was like in a cave, and he was actually like assembling the lightsaber. It's in the deleted scene. Yeah, you can find it on YouTube, and it's it's a great clip, like you know, you see the lights flashing, and he's like tinkering with it, and yeah. You know, then it, then he it gives it to R two cool, to look well after done. and stuff. Yeah, super yeah, it kind of well set done. everything up. Yep. <laughs> I'm just looking at Palpatine's like skin. It's just so like veiny so and like gross. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it almost looks like a, a half shedding snake skin of some kind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. This is actually would have been. Uh, I'm gonna get the name right. Ian McCall. This, no. this is E. McDermott. McDermott, thank you. E. Yeah. McDermott's first time doing the Emperor. That's right. Yeah. This is the first time we ever see him uh, do this role. Yeah, back in back in those days, like this was the first appearance that he had as the character, and then. You know, so he did. So you talked about it in Empire. So he didn't do it when it was the hologram no, sequence. No, it wasn't. They, they retroactively put that scene in when they did the re-releases because uh, uh, he filmed those scenes uh, when they did Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. <laughs> Just the slightest bit cross-eyed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, I love that it's been, it's been like, what, a year? And the, now the guy's ready to piece it. Yeah, right. <laughs> like he's just like, man, this last year has been real hard. <laughs> you were really tough to train. <laughs> Took a lot out of me. Nine hundred years. <laughs> this was the worst one. <laughs> yeah. So since they filled in the gap, did Luke come back and do training? No, they're still making more. I, they they haven't made their way very far into the series at all. I think they've only released like seven issues. But okay. um, yeah, so far they're they're making stories up to to kind of fill in the gap. And and I think a lot of them are there to also show you why Luke hasn't gone back to Dagobah in the time since. I guess, mm. or maybe he has. I don't know. Maybe maybe He's there's something we're missing. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I just assume from that line there, like that he's come back to complete the training, is that it kind of draws off of, like Empire Strikes Back exactly, and that yeah. he hasn't hasn't gone back, right? No, oh, yeah. <laughs> he chokes on his words. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I feel like Luke would have had to come back to training. Do training somewhere because like. There's the difference of skill between Empire and what we just saw with him fighting all of those different raiders. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Well, he, he gets better through like self-practice as well. Um, but uh, he also has like Obi-Wan's journal that he's learning from. And uh, there's, uh, there's a few things. I think he's got some holograms, uh, some hollow recordings of, of the past from the, the old, from the Jedi Order that he's got, that he's been studying as well, I think. Okay. So. <sighs> Where do you get his kyber crystal for the new saber? That's going to be told in the new in the new comics yeah you made it cool. sound like it was such a secret <laughs> i can't tell you <laughs> <laughs> well you see you're gonna have to read that comic book <laughs> i don't know the low low price of 99.95 <laughs> yeah exactly From a certain part of view. <laughs> <laughs> Just pulls an Obi Wan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta, I gotta say on top of like all of obi-wan's like constant lies and stuff right, right? like just, like aside from that and the fact that he's like oh from a certain point of view it just makes luke look so much more like naive that he's yeah, just always is. like believing the guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> just want to just go with anything he's told yeah <laughs> That's such a great callback to episode three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. Connects so well. This mm-hmm. is exactly what he did, right? Exactly. Yeah. There's a lot of symmetry. I think that's why actually another reason why I love, I love this movie is because this movie and episode three have so much symmetry. Like they have so much in common with each yeah. other. Yeah. They kind of rhyme. As George mm. put it. Yeah. And this line right here is the same line that the priestesses of the Force in Star Wars The Clone Wars like gave to Yoda when Yoda first came to Dagobah to learn about being immortal from Qui-Gon Jinn. And uh, that one line I don't think has ever made any sense to him up until the point where now he has to tell Luke that there's another Skywalker and it, it really clicks for him at this moment because I think before that he didn't understand like what those words meant. He knew that there was two twins and there was a brother and a sister, Luke and Leia, but I don't think he really fully understood like the significance of those words. Um, you know, when the priestesses give him that last little line there and then they disappear. Um, now Yoda has to do the same thing for Luke and gives him that last little, little line saying that there's another Skywalker and then he also transforms in the force. I'm trying to think why they would say that at that time. I, I that's the thing. I've always kind of puzzled it because, because they, weren't even, this, they weren't born yet. 
yeah, the twins weren't born yet, but I think the end of season six kind of is closer to episode three than I think maybe uh, that that I thought, I guess. Okay. Because uh, the gap between two and three is only like three years, right? So it's it's a very short period of time, but um, I don't know. I've always it's always kind of stuck with me. I'm like, why would they tell him that? It's kind of like out of the blue thing, mm-hmm. and uh, and I'm just like, oh, well, maybe they just needed him to know so that he could be the one to pass it down because nobody else uh, would, or they knew that nobody else would. Mm-hmm. So, not to change the subject, but I just want to say something that I find kind of bothers me, like speaking to Luke's naivety, is, is how much of a Debbie Downer he is all the time. Like, yeah. he's always like, oh, that's impossible. Or like, <laughs> well, like at least in New Hope, like he was enthusiastic and, you know, like he was willing to do stuff. And then in Empire and this, he's just like, that's impossible. No, I can't, I can't do it. Oh, no, I can't do it. Why didn't you tell me this? It's all your fault. Oh, like yeah. he's so whiny. <laughs> like, Well, I mean, he takes after his father. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 i think it's i think that, that actually that 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 part see that part of the character i think is what ryan johnson saw when he did episode eight i can't do it <laughs> yeah i can't there there is a consistency between like luke here and luke in episode eight it's not like completely off I still don't like like that movie, but yeah. um, but like there is some sort of consistency there because yeah, right. like, like he is he Jedi. does complain a lot. Yeah, and he was like, he's like, no, I won't train you. No, I won't do it. I won't train you, and he just does it anyways. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. like, I, I mean, refuse to train you. Just keeps training it. Well, it's <laughs> also like about like why he doesn't go help like you know the resistance and fight the first order. He's like, he's like he's gave he's given up, right? So yeah, for yeah. sure. And there's nobody to tell him not to, right? Because he's the he's the master now. He's the guy that should figure it out for himself. On the first try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine if like Obi Wan was yeah. like, no, <laughs> yeah, was like, no, 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 it's not. <laughs> Well, she maybe looks as a from a certain point of view. Coruscant. <laughs> <laughs> Is it by chance the only woman I've ever known? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so good. True. That's pretty funny. Oh man. Look at that guy. He's wearing a hat. I never noticed that before. That Mon Calamari. He's like wearing a hat. I miss it. <laughs> Yeah, he's like on the deck, like walking across. Yeah. (laughs) Oh man, it's prune face, dude. There's three of them. I thought there was just one. (laughs) Oh, army of prune face. So good, man. So good. Prune face, man. Oh, yeah, look at like the Jedi robes on. Yeah. yeah. One looks like she like churns milk in her spare time.
I want them to bring Bothans into Star Wars, like for real, other than just the <laughs> the, the video game. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. I think they should that'd do that too. I haven't finished the Star Wars Squadrons campaign, but I know that it kind of skips over like a lot of the original trilogy after the first couple missions or whatever. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. It's just it's kind of a missed opportunity that, that there there hasn't been a game in recent history, at least, that is like made this an event you know like yeah stealing, i know right you know like yeah, they've bring got the so information much to, work with. to yeah yeah like bringing the information to the rebellion about the, the second death star and discovering it in the first place and like all that stuff yeah i think there was a comic at one point or something like that yeah it's like the first one that they always focus on not the second one but yeah it's true they do kind of like just glance over the the yeah. second time they also don't really allude to the fact very well that the second Death Star is bigger than the first. Yeah, movie. they don't. Yeah. Yeah, like this movie always threw me off because in the New Hope, they're like, oh, look, is that a moon? That's no moon. That's a yeah. battle station. And, you know, it's like huge and massive and blah, blah, blah. And in this yeah. one, Endor is supposed to be a moon. And they just show it in the, the hologram there, and it's like puny next to Endor. That's so true. I'm like, what? Well, I mean, moons can have different sizes. Yeah, but they just—I don't know—they, I don't feel like they illustrated it very well because they said it's more powerful than the original Death Star in the opening scrawl. Yeah. Can you imagine being that one guy in Return of the Jedi that, like, growing up? You know, he keeps telling everyone he's in the movie, and he's that one guy that, like, walks out the door. <laughs> That's me. Dude, Claim man. fame. Yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah. I'm that guy right there. It's like, that's With great. That. Yeah. What? Oh, you missed it. Yeah. instantly second guesses it yeah that's that's some more like pretty uh experimental full screen like blue screen or green screen i guess like that side that profile shot like you could totally tell there that one that one oh yeah it's like yeah Hmm. yeah I guess I would have done. I figured originally they just had a straight up painting in the background, but it does look a little green screeny. Yeah. <laughs> gonna miss his girl. Yeah. Like can't leave my like, woman behind. He's <laughs> like right. staring at it. He's like, hey, you're right. It's like. Yeah, I was I was thinking about adding a nice body kit off to the side there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> nice set of fins. Nice, yeah, nice set of spinners. <laughs> Got a good nice set of spinners on the side. <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever be able to see those curves again.
I've always been very curious about those guys. Yeah, that's a good point. I've Did they like mutilate themselves to make Palpatine feel better about himself? Well, they kind of look like a Sith acolyte that's been Vader's yeah. castle and like wakes him up. Yeah. It's like someone is here, my lord. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? That's <laughs> what the crap are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> That is on Solo. <laughs> actually, something I always find interesting is they actually wrote lines of dialogue for, like, R2 and, and uh, yeah. Chewbacca. Yeah. And then they didn't do subtitles or anything. You just left to assume what they said, right? Yeah, right. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. So, you know, Dave does the same stuff all of you know, his shows, well, the droids, right? He actually writes. Yeah, I think it's so. That, yeah, so that the other characters can respond with like genuine understanding, right? Rather yeah, than talking to them as if they were like a dog, kind of yipping, yeah. and you know. Yeah, just having like nonsense. Yep. Wouldn't that be the biggest mind-blowing fact, though? Is if like this entire like saga, like Han Solo's just been talking to Chewie, and like he's really just been like roaring, and like Solo doesn't know a thing on like what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> he's just kind of making up responses as he goes yeah. along. He's yeah. just been like talking to himself the whole time. Yeah, Chewie's so mad. That's funny. <laughs> That's what I mean. Fly <laughs> casual, you know. <laughs> yeah. I wonder where this was filmed. Some of it was filmed in the Redwood Forest. Like oh, in Washington in BC. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. I think they are on Vancouver Island at one point. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, I can kind of like see it now. but Yeah, if you, once you see it, you can't unsee it. Because like, that's the only place you the can find these everything. big trees, right? These big redwoods. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're very BC. It's like, how are we going to take care of this? Send the two loudest and most like <laughs> obvious people down there to deal with it. Yeah. Like the least conspicuous people in the whole group. Looks <laughs> 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 the loudest branch. Yeah. yeah, so obvious. <laughs> <laughs> just so <laughs> mad 
<laughs> like, get over here, I'm gonna beat you up. Actually, this chase scene is pretty well done. A lot of times I find chase scenes are actually kind of boring in movies. Mm -hmm. They actually did a really good job with this one. It is, yeah. It's pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. I love how they got the footage because they they just needed, like, someone to walk through the trees, right, and just get this footage. So one of the camera guys, they just told them, they they pointed a direction and said, just, like, just keep walking. So we just took a camera and just recorded for like over an hour just walking. Yeah, that's pretty nuts. <laughs> that's your job. Go. Because they had to like speed it up like so much. Yeah, they did. That's awesome. I've always wondered what those guys are just doing, like, chilling there on the bush. Well, we saw Mandalorian. They're just chilling. Yeah, yeah that's true. That would be so funny, man. Like, such a good short, like, to have, like, like two scout troopers just chilling in the woods. And yeah. then just all of a sudden, like, the, the speeder yeah. chase, yeah. like, whips by. And then they're like, oh, like, shoot, we better go. Like, yeah. Well, like, as, as, like, a scout or reconnaissance unit, like, that's actually very common, like, to have teams of, um like highly mobile like personnel and stuff like that like screening the the main force and that kind of thing if that makes sense yeah Mm. we're just like patrolling just kind of going around just making sure everything's as it should be nothing out of the ordinary yeah exactly I think honestly, I think the scout trooper armor is some of my favorite like uh, it's super armor cool. or whatever in Star Wars. It's like very, cool, very cool. Yeah, it's very really sleek compared to a regular stormtrooper. Oh whoa! His blaster hit something. No way. <laughs> <laughs> Short lived though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh Josh, are we gonna walk, watch Ewok Adventures? <laughs> <laughs> That next oh, our commentary. Caravan of Courage. Well, we'll have to do a commentary for that though. That that would be funny. <laughs> that and the holiday special. Oh man, it's like comparatively, Caravan of Courage isn't that bad. Holiday special is hard to get through. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen either of these. I'm it's, I'm concerned. A, oh man, what's so happening? <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> You know, it looks, it makes it look, look like Luke is like this humane person, like not just cutting the guy's head off as he like, mm. you know, flies by. But yeah. on the other hand, he's actually just like letting him like just fly and like crash and burn to death instead. So, yeah. it's like, you know, that's that way it's not his fault. Yeah. Yeah. It's like indirectly his fault. It's like, yeah. sure. It's like you definitely caused that guy it's to the crash. Jedi way. Show, you know? Only act in defense. Yeah. Let them murder them themselves. <laughs> yeah. 
It's like, but Ben, I thought Jedi weren't supposed to kill people. It's like, well, Luke, that depends on your certain point of view. <laughs> Make it look like an accident and nobody cares. <laughs> and what's great is that we can make it so there's no witness witnesses. Yeah. You saw nothing here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is not the crime you're looking for. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> so good. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's one thing I love about the new versions is that they actually added eyelids to the Ewoks and Do it makes like them that? so much more. Oh, yeah. It makes them so much less creepy. Like they actually look a little more lovable. Like when you see them blink, because it's like, yeah, it's they're like, not just. There's certain times I think them. where the blink looks kind of creepy itself. <laughs> it's in the longer shots though you know like when he's like staring and, and it's like all right all right and then he blinks it's like okay all right <laughs> try to sit in her lap. <laughs> yeah 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 no <laughs> i think the ewoks are pretty creepy <laughs> with the eyelids oh man when this movie came out the, a lot of the original fans were so pissed off <laughs> like it was, all, it was intense right all the the alien creatures and everything are all like kind of kind of creepy or like yeah gross. dude i mean we've got the disgusting uh what's his name with job of the hot bid fortuna or whatever with yeah, his exactly. slimy wormy yeah. tumor and then we got these little guys going like ah! See, that blink was weird Just that was that. it's so weird man <laughs> see like before it didn't bother the, me that much now that you guys pointed it out i'm gonna notice <laughs> it the rest of this freaking yeah. movie <laughs> I don't know if you guys have the captions on, but on my end it says speaking Ewokies. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I have not. I, I don't have a uh, Ewokies. Yeah, Ewokies. That's hilarious. Kind of like Chinese, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or a Hatties, I guess. Oh my mm, gosh. Yeah. That one has a better <laughs> ring to it, though. Yeah, agreed. Ewokie sounds a little awkward. Oh, oh, that's hilarious. So she's got a. Uh, that's a Beretta. It's yeah, it's quite like sleek. Well, she's got this like muzzle device on it, and then the weird rear sight on the top. Sorry, that's just me being a gun nerd. <laughs> <laughs> like, like challenge myself every time. Like every time I see a gun, I don't what remember. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what <Yeah>. the? <laughs> Dude, the legless Dude, I wonder how many like complaints the Empire's Human Resource Department got from their the scout troopers. Like, man, I'm supposed to scout and be able to see stuff, and I can't see crap out of this helmet, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. I look down and I can't see nothing. <laughs> Actually, yeah. their their helmet is better than the regular one. It has uh, like the night goggles are way bigger. Yeah, and it has yeah. like zooming functions and stuff. That's pretty cool. You know, useful things for scouts. 
Are they like are they trained the same as stormtroopers, or do they have their own like training thing that they do? That's a good question. I, I don't know. It'd but... be like reg- like a real military. It's like you I all know that it's, like, one, it's one of the few costumes from the clone army that was actually like brought over almost directly. Like they yeah. have a very similar visual appearance to the ARF troopers, the ARF. Yeah, because like the. Arf, arf. Yeah. <laughs> Who let the clones out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For real. Oh my gosh. But yeah, I asked just because like the stormtroopers are you know supposed to be like sort of like space marines and then also like uh, like a policing force kind of. And so I was wondering, right. wondered if they had like their own separate thing or like the same thing and then extra training. I don't know. Again, me just being a probably military like- nerd. Training, I, I would assume they've got some, yeah, additional training. Then I will die by your hand and translate my spirit into my clone on a planet across the galaxy, in which case we'll then be killed by my granddaughter. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, you're making me mad already. <laughs> Let's hope everything goes according to plan. Yeah. <laughs> from the beginning. Yeah. Oh, I forgot the whole thing about him making Snoke as well. <laughs> well, it's not even. Yeah, I'm not ready pretty, for that yet. The sequels, the sequels, honestly convolute this movie so much. Yeah. yeah. That's no, kind of true. Like it does no justice to this movie at all. I wonder what this is. Is that just like, oh, it's a deer? It looks blank. like a deer leg, yeah. yeah. Something, yeah. It, but it looks like it's got like tusks there. Yeah, it does. <laughs> like yeah. what the fuck? It has like 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 skunks, uh, sort of style stripes on it. Yeah. Like look at that. They just like glued an eyeball randomly onto the side. You know what it looks like? It looks like a dead baboon. Yeah. I can see that. With a hoof. Yeah, exactly. Carrie Fisher would be uh would be happy. Her hair. Baboon ass. She once had a, a hairdo which she referred to looked like a like a baboon's ass. Yeah. <laughs> That's priceless. It was yeah, it was one of her. Uh, I think it was wow. her episode four hairdo or something. Yeah. Oh man. Did she not have buns through the whole movie? Uh, episode four. Uh, uh, at the end, she did the very last scene. Yeah, the, the okay. celebration scene. <laughs> <laughs> like just <laughs> just grabs it and shoves it out of the way <laughs> he's like yeah. he's like he did what he touched my yeah. spear 
Just shoot him in the face. <laughs> Dude, honestly, like, do these guys even have the force to stick their little rock spears into him to kill him? Like, yeah, yeah. Just pushes them over, yeah. <laughs> Kicks one, like, hits another Man, in the face. I would slump. love to see how far Chewbacca can throw one of these things. <laughs> Oh, like, just like picks one up and like whoosh. Yeah, that, should be, uh, that should be a new game type for like Battlefront. Like Ewok toss. <laughs> like Ewok, shot put. Ewok toss for 3,000. <laughs> like, yeah. So good, man. Yeah, have, we'll have a Star Wars party instead of Pinata. We'll play uh, Boot the Ewok. Uh, dude, for real. <laughs> you give the Ewok a good kicking. Honestly, man. <laughs> Drop kit that thing through the goalpost. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love Ewoks. <laughs> Dude, oh my gosh. Dude, we've had some gnarly games in Ewok Hunt, man. Like, so funny. Ewok Hunt is one of the best modes of that game. It still oh holds up really well. Because, like, the Ewok, they just move so creepily throughout the forest. And there's yeah. stupid freaking wisps and horns. Like, yeah. remember, <laughs> remember when we got hung up on that, like, dam or something, or that wall, Josh, and we would yeah. wait it out, and then yeah. before the charge, there'd be like, da 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 terrifying it is terrifying it's so bad <laughs> oh man they did a good job with that they did a oh. really good job yeah dude yeah. oh my gosh and the oh. map too is awesome man you know i want to know what is going through the minds of the rest of the commando team this whole time because they just get like ditched for a whole night That's and hear nothing really back from them point. it's like all yeah. of their leaders yeah, it's just like, hmm, it's just should, we, should we be worried about where the rest of them are? No, no, it's fine. We'll just yeah. wait it till the tomorrow morning. We'll sleep on yeah. it. They'll show up. They always do. <laughs> yeah. They just wander off for that a would while. Also make, that would also make a great comedy sketch. Like, they're just chilling out, like, eating their beans around the fire. Yeah. Like, yeah. telling some stories. And, like, uh -huh. their generals and commanders are, like, nowhere to be found. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Clone Wars from Captain Rex. Yeah, 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 exactly. It, it, that's official canon now, isn't it? Yep. That's awesome. I really love it. That worked out like that. That's super cool. <laughs> yeah, that's so so what's canon? We'll, we'll, we'll point him out, uh, but Captain Rex is in Return of the Jedi. No way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know who Captain Rex is, but I'm assuming he's like a clone or something from the TV series. Yeah. He's Anakin's uh, captain. So uh, Okay. From the 501st. Yeah. Like the blue... The blue kind of design and then he's got the like the kilt custom yeah. helmet in the later episodes yeah it's awesome did he partake in uh the attack on the temple uh no 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 interesting no. This 
stupidest <laughs> rust bucket of the bunch. <laughs> Maybe you walk. Oh gosh. <laughs> Man, that's one thing about <laughs> something about the Ewok village. It's like there's actually like a smaller Ewok. <laughs> yeah, the little itty bitty ones. Yeah. Little, little babies. Yeah. Little runts, yeah. Little, <laughs> little rabbits. <laughs> Look at that little runt. <laughs> <laughs> And that's the actual canon name for their children, by the way. <laughs> Runt. That's hilarious. <laughs> I'm just making that up. <laughs> no, it should be. Josh, you should tweet that to Pablo as a suggestion. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe even, uh, like, that's a full-scale Ewok right there, and then you have the walks. The walks and the Ewoks, like smaller, smaller Ewoks are just walks. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's pretty funny the turnaround though, because they go from like, we're going to eat them, to like, oh, these guys are great. Woo, yeah. yeah. So join our head. clan, join our family, yeah. I love the one that tries to like nuzzle up to Harrison Ford. He just, he just can't stand it. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so good. Man, that one is so creepy. Smoking a pipe. <laughs> a pipe smoker. It's the teeth, man. Dude, it's yeah, the they're like yeah. cringing the whole time. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, look at the one. Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah. Oh, my goodness. There's a runt again. <laughs> So gross. <laughs> <laughs> thing, man. Yeah, it's pretty creepy. They did a good job with these. Like the costumes are so like yikes. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to mention there like, it is. as well. Uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God, geez. yeah. I'd like to mention as well that like even though 3PO and R2 they don't have like, that one on the like right they is don't the have creepiest. Look at his teeth. <laughs> He's just They're, like rotting. Yeah. <laughs> He's like <"Aah!" laughs> And like his his fur is kinda like greasy. Yeah, dude, like I wonder if these guys know what a bath is. Like could you imagine the smell of these like cute oh, little guys? Oh, bro. Oh, he's one of the leaders. I didn't realize that. Just I, I got to mention, like, the fact that 3PO is, like, telling, like, this story and stuff, kind of, like, even though they don't really have, like, solid character arcs, like, they're just they're just in all the movies and they take part in all the other character story arcs. Well, George um, Wood like, said that the movies are done from their point of view, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. And and, and that's something that, that uh, yeah, that's exactly where I'm going with this, is that in episode four, like 3PO, he tells Luke, he's like, oh, we've been, we've seen so much action and we're not very good at telling stories or whatever. And then in, in this movie, which is supposed to be the last of, of, of the saga, you know, he's actually telling the story that's like captivating all of them. And then 
it's True. a result of them actually becoming part of the tribe, which then is the reason to which the rebellion actually wins this battle. So it's it's because of three PO storytelling that actually causes them to win in a way. Um, so it's like it's it's really quite a small thing, a small detail, but it's a very crucial story moment. And and I always like every time I watch A New Hope, I always remember this scene, like when three PO is like talking and like telling that story. Everyone's around the fire, just like totally captivated by it. And and he tells Luke's like, oh, I'm not much not much one for telling stories, but in actual fact, he's like the best storyteller that anyone has ever seen. And the perspective of all these films is his. It's like a great another, you know, another great Lucas like story storytelling thing there. But making the, the power of story being the real winner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is George Lucas. Yeah. That's how I would look too if I just realized I kissed my sibling. Right? <laughs> yeah, just like, wait a minute. Okay, hold on. Let me absorb this. Yeah. Okay, let's back it up. Have you seen the uh, the video with like the supercut? The the Han Solo supercut? It's so good. No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so awesome. Yeah, you so, got you got to send it in the chat. Yeah, okay, I'll share I'll share it later. But um, what happens is. It's later in the movie when Leia reveals to Han that Luke's her brother. And then it shows Harrison Ford's face because he's, like, dumbfounded. And then it cuts to, like, when they kiss on Hoth. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. <laughs> and then it cuts back and he's, like, he just looks at her just, like, so baffled. <laughs> and then and then she kisses everyone. Yeah! <laughs> It's so well done. It's so awesome. Uh, it just makes it so like creepy. Yeah. Man, whoever did that, they they did a Nobel Peace Prize or something. Huge props for that. Yeah. Hey, uh, what's going on? I'd want a little time too. I just kissed my sibling. Right? Yeah, think about it. <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> oh no, what have I done? I can't tell you what I've done. I just can't. <laughs> it's. Oh, grossed out feeling a little awkward doesn't want to talk to people <laughs> guess, 
got some repressing to do. <laughs> yeah. Might need to wash my mouth out later. <laughs> there was a great book, actually, that um, is a canon book. It's called Bloodline. And it's uh, it's about Leia and the whole like political stuff that happens after Return of the Jedi, like kind of couple couple years past Return of the Jedi, and uh, it's about how the galaxy eventually finds out like that Darth Vader is her father because it's very very mm. small small knowledge, right? Because like yeah, Leia Leia doesn't know like Leia doesn't even know at this moment that Luke and Vader are related, right? So like he just told her just now, but like nobody knows that. So, like, as far as the rest of the rebellion goes, like, nobody knows the connection between, you know, Vader and his children, right? It's yeah. a very personal, a very personal journey for those characters, and nobody else really knows about it. So, yeah. um, when it comes time to actually, you know, for the galaxy to know, it's it's a very interesting book. So in the comics, did they add any uh, like pretense to Darth Vader? I guess being more neutral than super dark side before this, like because of Luke. I know. I mean, they've always painted him as a very cruel character, right? So yeah. I think I think like in the comic books, when he discovers that Luke's his son, um, he realizes that that he has he has this potential to surpass the power of the Emperor. Yeah. Um, in which case it comes across as like really evil and stuff. But I think in this moment here, it's the kind of the first moment I think that is supposed to be clear to viewers that Vader's got a soft spot when it comes to Luke, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, like so, he, yeah. he uh, you know, he lost Padme and stuff like that and has been fighting to try to bring mm -hmm. her back this whole time. And so he's now basically has a reason to like, you know, live yeah. for something again. Exactly. That's a good point. Yeah, it's the only part of his humanity that was left, and you know, actually, it was the reason why he turned to the dark side, right? And now, and now, here is a reason standing right in front of him to come back from that. Yeah. But of course, it's been so many years that he keeps denying it, right? Like he keeps on saying, "Like I must serve the master," you know. Yeah. He's he's your new master now. You know, I must serve the emperor, and yeah. I mean, he's also lived through over 20 years of that being yeah. pounded into his head. Exactly, yeah. And, of of course, of like countless failed attempts of, to try and bring Padme back. And, you know, he's probably hopeless at this point. Yep. Very true.
Lucky, Lucky. <laughs> Just Lucky, Lucky, Lucky all their problems. <laughs> yeah. Man, this is so cool. I like all the ships, like, just dodging around the big, huge um, capital ships. Yeah. yeah. This was not an easy thing for them to pull off back in the day. Yeah. No. In, uh, in the new Star Wars Squadrons, they have the, uh, like, decal scheme or whatever for... Uh, uh, Lando's squadron. What do they call it? Mm, right. Um, oh man, I'm forgetting. The, I'm blanking on the name now. Yeah. Because red, red is Luke. It's not is it gold. Green? I don't That's green. usually the Y wings. Gold is the Y wing squadron. Yeah, gold is the Y wing squadron. So you can get that squadron decal too, which is actually really cool. Um, and so I have that set up on my Y wing in that game. But yeah, you can you can get his squadrons like thing or whatever, and then you can all. I can't remember if the Solstons are a like a race that you can. Yeah, I don't remember. I know you go to their planet in one of the games. Yeah, yep. the first Battlefront game actually had, had Solst as a map. Yeah, that was a great map. That was super there was, cool. It had no lava campaign. that if you touched it, you'd start to die. <laughs> yeah, yeah there was great. there was no campaign for it though, which was too bad. But there was still like a little bit of a cutscene thing yeah. that kind of explained why you were there. Yeah, they Josh, also had some. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, it's not totally relevant what you guys are saying, but just to interject. I just noticed, and I don't know if you noticed this, uh, but it wasn't just the, the eyelids they added. They actually gave at least. Uh, Oh, like the the whole eyes are replaced. Yeah, they gave him like yeah. pupils. Yeah, yeah, the the whole eyes have been yeah, and they gave him like whites to the eyes if he looks off to the side. Yeah, and stuff. yeah, yeah, they look, look so much better. I was gonna say creepy. Yeah, oh, really, it's pretty creepy, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't really? mind just like the black like fur balls. Yeah, really? That, oh, I actually quite just like them. teddy bears before, right? Because the same that would have been the same kind of eye style. Uh, yeah. Like black. Yeah, and I like pupils and stuff. But, I uh, think that's possibly the reason why they did it is because they look too much like teddy bears, maybe. Maybe. I can see that. <laughs> I mean, George was the one who probably requested that, too, right? Yeah. This, but it's not those... all of them, like, with the pupils. Like, this yeah, guy, most of, of them shots. all just still have, like, the pure black eyes. Yeah, it's yeah. just some of the hero shots that he's on for, like, longer enough that, you know. It's there's Rex. Worth... There's Rex. He's yeah, the guy Rex with the mustache. There. With the mustache. Yeah. So that's supposed to be a clone. Yeah, that's the guy on the left one, yeah. with the mustache. The, right. the old guy. Oh, the old guy with the beard. Yeah. Because remember, clones age at twice the rate as everyone else. Yeah. So, so how old years, would he be he, now? Uh, he would be like he'd be around thirty, but his body would be in his sixties. Yeah. Wow. That's a rough, rough time. It's a rough deal. Yeah. Clones. Genetically engineered. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty cool, because basically it was just happenstance. At least that's how Dave Filoni says. Because <laughs> when they did the... Well, originally, it was obviously a clone uh, in his prime, in the original uh, Clone Wars series. Then when they did the Rebel show, they brought him back, and he was like this old, uh, like, fat guy. He had yeah. a big white beard and everything, and then the... And 
Filoni just designed him like that, just so he, he looked like he'd aged. And all the fans are like, wow, he looks almost exactly like the guy from Return of the Jedi. Yeah. yeah. So they're like, hey, why not? Let's make a canon. Yeah. So they just made it a thing. It makes a good story, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they can He's make the him. the only guy, man, that can, like, pull off that line. Yeah, agreed. In time, you will call me master. And he does such a good job. Just always just yeah. you can like feel the evil. Oh yeah. Yeah, he does. Like he's just so incredibly like happy to be evil and arrogant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Those guys' helmets are still my favorite in Star Wars, by the way. <laughs> the wide yeah. black one? The obnoxiously wide black helmets. <laughs> Like, walking around, knocking into stuff. Dude, honestly, (laughs) could you imagine, like, being inside of a ship? Like, oh, funk, oops, funk. (laughs) There's a toolbox at him. Yeah. He just falls to his death. Yeah. He's like, yes, today's the day. I'll be able to kill rebels. Ah! Right? Oh, man. Now, one thing that's always really bothered me is that the Emperor says there is a battalion of, of my best troops. Yeah. Yeah. And then and they're, they're stumbling around distru- like a bunch of like blindfolded yeah. idiots. Exactly. Like these are supposed to be like the elite of the elite. Yeah. It's like what the crap? And they're like taken out by guys with sticks and rocks. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty sad, isn't it? Yeah.
I guess there's more than what we see in the film, though, because, I mean, I at, so. at least I, th- <laughs> I, I think that's what it's supposed to be implying, at least, is that is that there's more than... Because, of course, again, for, like, budget constraints, they probably were just like, oh, we don't have the money to make more than X amount of costumes. Yeah. And, you know, like, so like oh, let's just stick with the Stormtrooper costume. And as usual, they're all, you know, super clumsy. <laughs> yeah, and- super blind. They can't see what they're doing. Sorry, yeah. I just had to th- say that. <laughs> <laughs> like my favorite line. <laughs> so classic. <laughs> oh, yeah. Probably the most like known line from Star Wars, at least from this movie. Oh, yeah. But yeah, because in Battlefront Two and the campaign of uh, we have like Inferno Squadron is is uh, on on the Endor yeah, battle as well, the, right? Yeah, part of the, yeah. the Empire. And they're just and as as those characters like you just wipe out rebels. So oh yeah, yeah. So like the movie, of course, is the perspective of the rebels winning, but yeah, there's a lot more to it as well that I think that was supposed to be implied. I guess I mean, mm, okay. like any battle people die on both sides <laughs> yeah true enough it is all this is a matter of perspective yeah get the full view I'm a sad point of view <laughs> <laughs> honestly exactly <laughs> there was something that Dave Filoni said about that line like in one of the Mandalorian gallery episodes mm-hmm. um, and it's something I connected with actually because because I f- kind of felt the same way when I was younger as I thought it was a very interesting thing for him to say is that like you like your father are now mine and yeah. it's such a terrifying thought to see to like as a younger viewer to like just like oh somebody's get like can possess my father like somebody can own him like this True. evil twisted guy and so like Dave like on on one of these things like had mentioned that and uh I always I always thought that that was a really good uh like example that he brought up of being a, a younger viewer watching that movie and then kind of having this terrifying moment of like oh the emperor he's such a scary guy like he's you know he just like dominated your family yeah exactly yeah (laughs) (laughs) these guys are just piecing it I'm out of here boys have a good one (laughs) Oh, hell no. <laughs> yeah. The Ewoks do have a heck of a lot better camouflage, though. Especially being, like, three feet high. <laughs> yeah, the Stormtroopers having bright white armor. Right? Classic. Classic. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> beating him with rocks. Dude, yeah. I will say, I, Josh, I think I've told you this before. ATSTs are so P in Star Wars Battlefront 2. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're so They're like sure. tanks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they did an awesome job with the ATSC shots. Yeah, they're really clean. Yeah, they're super good. They're super well done. It holds up super well. Yeah. Oh no, not a rock in my face. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there's the guy. See, did, did you just see that guy yeah, with the yeah. brimmed helmet and he cannot see anything? Yeah, like, the whole totally thing blind. covering his head. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny? Great. You know what's funny about Wicket's little, like, slingshot moment there is that I'm pretty sure something very similar happens to Jar Jar in the Phantom Menace, too. Yeah, with the, the bow the, the or little, whatever. Yeah, the, 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 the boombus. Yeah, the yeah. boombus. He said, I have a boombus. He said, I have a boombus. Here, you saw. Taking this one. <laughs> whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> Classic Jar Jar. Oh, man. Yeah, what's I funny is, if you actually <laughs> see the progressive progression of the movies as they came out, there wasn't a lot of, like, slapstick comedy in the first one, or really the second one, outside of maybe Yoda in a couple of scenes. Mm. And then this one, you get the Ewoks, and then they just went like the next level for the yeah. for in the following movie right yeah yeah exactly and actually because a lot of people were really pissed off about that saying how it didn't really fit in star wars but we see the ewoks doing it like right now yeah yeah exactly which in all fairness to most of those people that don't like you know the 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 Gungans or whatever, yeah. or Jar Jar, yeah. yeah. Like a Ewoks lot of people either. don't like the Ewoks either. Yeah, like like yeah, the same group of people don't like this or or and Return of the Jedi in is in general, I think most people's like least favorite of the original trilogy. Yeah, that um, is true. At least what I found. Yeah. I've always found that very interesting because I I don't know to me I I think like the pacing of episode four puts sets it back for me at least as far as which one is my favorite and yeah <laughs> you know that's not actually the right line. Yeah, because fire know, will or... would mean that they could just like open fire. Yeah. Like more than once, but they only shoot the one time. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> 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 oh, he is gold leader. I mean, a new hope and and. Uh, Jedi probably do have different groups of squadrons. Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to look at the game again, see what it is. But yeah. Ugh. Oh no, I'm getting hit. Oh oh, oh it hurts. They're hitting me with oh, sticks. Oh no. 
man, Han Solo is just surgical with that DL44. Oh, yeah. 3PO's wires in his chest in this movie are really straight. I noticed yeah. that too. They seem different. Yeah. I was looking at it and I was like, is it different or is it not? Because I think there's, there is more like. There's usually more chaos like a, going on. Like lightning bolt almost kind of shapes. Yeah, like and there's like there's like there's like down. yeah, there's like cross wires that are supposed to be going on. Like it almost looks like a I don't know, it looks way too clean almost. Yeah, I thought that too. Man, this scene is totally me every time I hop into an ST ATST, just wipe out the enemy team. <laughs> <laughs> just killing all their friends and family. Yeah. Like no not even joking, man. Like the like a number of the games I've played uh, like where my team has been doing so bad, like I'll hop in an ATS team and just turn turn the whole game around. I believe it. They're so friggin' strong. They're so that, good. One thing about that scene just now with like the Ewok dying, like I always think to myself, like you know, everyone involved with making the movie, like the director at the time, producers and stuff, they're like, all right, we're gonna have this massive battle, you know, like George wants this massive battle with the Empire and the Ewoks, and you know, and then and then the the rebels win and stuff, and then George comes in the room, he's like, well, well, we need one scene where an Ewok dies. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one 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 scene, you know, just kill off an Ewok, make yeah. it look like the Empire's doing their job, and then we, we, we need to further humanity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we gotta make it look as if they got some sort of a you know competence level. <laughs> sure, it's the, it's the emperor's best. Troops. Won't these kids see as like you're killing their, their teddy bears and yeah. pets? <laughs> yeah, nope. <laughs> <laughs> <better> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, your anger. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there was this there was this picture like going off of this scene here. There was this picture that I uh <laughs> I forget who sent it to me now. Um did I post it in the chat? Hold on. Uh, okay, no, I can't find it now. Uh oh yeah, I will I will uh I will send it to you guys. Okay, so the picture is captioned: "Star Wars is just three trilogies of Palpatine wanting to die," <laughs> and then, and then the prequels. It's like Anakin's holding up his lightsaber, and Palpatine's like, oh, "Are you going to kill me?" Mm. And then, and then the second one is "Strike me down." It's like from that scene right there, and yeah. then the third one is from Rise of Skywalker, and he's like, "Do it." Kill me. <laughs> <laughs> He's been over and over again. Yeah, just just like constantly. That's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, just constantly wants to die. He's like, please, I'm tired of being alive. Just kill me. Oh no, I made clones of myself. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah! 
blaster. Yeah. Yeah. The one smart one. Right? They're learning. You know, it actually bothers me more than if they just left it as it was. But they had to add in the canon that they started taking the Ewoks off planet so people could use them as, like, stress relief pets. Yeah, yeah, that was so stupid, like, how they added that in. Why? Why is that necessary? Because they wanted to use them for something, and they didn't think they were intelligent enough to just be added to, like... It's also it's also uh, gonna be added that uh, that author that wrote that into that book. That author's not since written another Star Wars book. He only wrote True. those three. Yeah. Yeah, they weren't that great. No, they were pretty bad. Especially because they were supposed to take the place of the Thrawn trilogy, which was amazing. Yeah. Close the black <laughs> It's not bad. I just fell over in searing pain. <laughs> right. Okay, okay. Right. So every time I'm uh, running a group at the gun range, like uh -huh. when I'm working as a range officer, I have that's exactly what I tell people every <laughs> single time they shoot. I'm Use like, your aggressive I'm feelings. Like, well, I tell them, I'm like, be more aggressive, like lean forward, like be aggressive, like, you, yeah. like get into like an aggressive posture or whatever, right? To, like it'll help you control the gun better. <laughs> So I was like, I can relate to that on a personal level. <laughs> funny. Be aggressive. Yeah, you just like so exactly as you ever said it. Use that like over the intercom, dude. For real, <laughs> I'll be like, use your your aggressive feelings, boy. Yeah. <laughs> they just be looking that at me like through you. <laughs> I'd be like, this guy's not right for the job. Yeah, you might be training them for the the, the wrong idea. <laughs> oh my gosh.
So this is when we see the interceptors, the tie interceptors. So yeah. they, do they have shields then? No. No. Okay. Yeah. But they're no. even faster than regular ties. Yeah. In uh, they in Star Wars Squadrons, they do a really good job with them. They're like the basically the fastest uh, vehicle in the game, but they have okay. like very very little like hit points or health. Like the A wing is the same way. It's like an interceptor, except that it has uh, it's a little bit slower, and then it has uh, like shields and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but the ties ties in Star Wars Squadrons, dude, like I've gone on crazy kill streaks with those things. Like they're super good because you can just whip in and out of uh, dogfights. Like they're because just get in and get out real quick. Yeah, because they and since they don't have shields in Star Wars Squadrons, they with the Imperials, what they do is they have this like system optimization thing, where like you can so you can you know change power between different systems and stuff like that to make it better but then you can like drain power from all systems into one system to give you like a, a instant like boost and yeah. stuff and so cool. so yeah you can optimize your power for your blasters like blast a you know uh or enemy ship or whatever and then you can instantly change it all like convert all that power over to your engines um and like zip right back out and then just like fly away, like you can run missiles and other fighters, like everything. That's pretty sweet. Just oh. the, that level of, of power you can kind of swap around. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, like, I with... love that line from Luke where he's like, "Never!" Like it's so like mm. furious and it's like oh, vicious like kind of thing. It's like I mean, he said it. He's like, "No!" Yeah. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he said that and like. In like a like a painful way though, where he's yeah. like, this one is like he's just angry. He's right? just like, mad, bro. And this yeah. music is so dark. Oh yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's giving in to like everything the emperor wants him to right now. It's true. The emperor is like, do it, <laughs> do it, do it, <laughs> kill him. Yeah, it's like the one thing that makes Luke snap is is like the thought of somebody going out and killing Leia. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the old man clap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the single clap. It's interesting that he notices that the hand, because like that that hand right there, I believe, is like, um, is the first one that Anakin got cut off, right? Which yeah. Is Attack of the Clones, yeah. which is the movie in which he first starts kind of going down that dark path with the Tusken Raiders, right? Mm. Acting right. out of rage, and and now here Luke is acting out of rage and having that same moment where he realizes, oh, like this very well could be me. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Like he starts to see that connection. Yeah. He's. Still kind of stupid though. I mean, the guy just threw away a lightsaber. <laughs> yeah, so that was definitely a little foolish, I must say. He's like, I am now a Jedi. It's like, yeah. too bad you don't have your lightsaber. Man, that explosion, hey, like so big. So yeah, this big. Is massive. 
Yeah. So good. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Best so character. Ridiculous. You look like a half stack of pancakes. Yeah. <laughs> Robot chicken. <laughs> <laughs> that line, by the way, was not in the original release. No. Innovator screams. They added that in the special editions. Yeah, that's right. See, that's the clone transfer. Yeah, that's that's the spirit transfer there, right? <laughs> yeah, I see. I saw his ghost a second there, I think. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, for 40 years, man, people yeah. have been saying that Anakin killed the Emperor, and now that's not true. Yeah, it's true. He's no longer the Chosen One that brought balance. Well, he did I mean, he technically like, bring balance to the Force. Like, it just a, wasn't the way measly, they thought it like, would. It's yeah, like a measly twenty nine years or whatever before the Force Awakens, and then and then boom, it's out of balance again. It's so ridiculous. They, got, they like, did undo a lot of stuff. Yeah, they really did. They should just decanonize that entire trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> it honestly makes more sense to not have it. <laughs> Yeah, for George's vision, for sure. Yeah. What trilogy? What are you talking about? I have no idea what you're speaking about. Yeah. <laughs> oh! I've always wondered what, how, why they chose the shot of him yawning of all shots. <laughs> I know, right? Oops.
<laughs> such like, a long command. Like... <laughs> oh my goodness. Man. Just the level of detail in these ships, man. It's crazy. So yeah, good. Yeah, so good. Now, that's not a bad scene to kind of compare the scale of the Death Star. Yeah, that's true. No, because, like, yeah. and then in Empire, you see how large that ship is compared to a regular Star Destroyer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's massive. Mm-hmm. I like that everyone's just ignoring interesting. Luke. Yeah, I always thought that was interesting, just, like, the fact that nobody looks over really to, to I don't know, nobody really second guesses it, I guess. He's like, ah, he's just, you know, dragging our, like secondary like supreme leader's body around no big deal yeah yeah exactly he's like you have eyes okay They digitally removed his eyebrows. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, yes. they did. In the original release, he still had eyebrows. Wow. And then for whatever reason, they just took him off. Well, it's because like, he is burned, right? So he wouldn't have yeah. any hair follicles left. But I guess, but... You know, I burned my eyebrows off and they grew back. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting to me that... Um, he in this in this scene right here he is he is Anakin is forty five years old. Oh wow! Yeah. Like he he obviously looks older than than uh, he actually is, but in in this movie, that's that's his age right there. He's forty five years old. Uh, yeah. I always thought it was pretty crazy. You know, he takes off the mask. And for a lot of people, it was like kind of like that that moment. I think it's one of the most captivating moments of this entire movie, because it's the first time anyone sees Vader's face since the helmet went on in the first place. Yeah. So. It's true. It's, it's yeah. So it's it's um it's like he takes off the helmet and it's just this guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, I guess I don't know what people would have originally thought because when I first watched this trilogy, they were already out, right? So yeah. I watched them in order and then I learned this right away. But I do wonder that people thought like he was like completely machine, maybe be more like cyborg-esque. Yeah. Yeah, it makes me wonder. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so good. <laughs> Can you imagine playing that dopey guy? <laughs> I think I met that guy actually. He was at Celebration. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, he was on stage. Yeah, him and and the guy who did the voice of Admiral Akbar. Or oh yeah, he's no, dead just now. after he passed away. So it was the guy who um, did what was it? One of the other voice actors, so it must have been somebody who just worked with him. Mm, was it the guy who did Akbar in like the animated shows? I think it might have been that. Yeah, he had some sort of connection to Akbar anyway. But it was like right after mm. uh, he had passed away, like a couple months. Mm, yeah. This is the scenery that they used for the supercut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's right here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Flashback to Empire. <laughs> right? Uh, what? They're coming! Yeah. <laughs> it's funny how this kind of became the standard for all Jedi funerals. Mm, yeah, like a like a yeah a pyre. And... Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, this being the last movie, and then the Phantom Menace being the first movie of like George's vision is like. You know, you get Qui Gon, di- you know, dying and and uh, you know being burned in a very similar manner at his yeah, funeral, exactly. and then and then here Anakin is like the boy that he saved um, from slavery, ironically enough, and and that boy is now burning on the pyre just the same, who has just been just redeemed from it. what you could consider slavery, you know, being in this. A yes. apprenticeship to the Dark Lord, and yeah, he basically traded one slavery for another. Exactly, he's a guy that's always been in slavery. Yeah. <gasps> the we saw free. Yeah, yeah the, there's the Goongans. The Goongans. You so no like the Goongans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a statue. One of the novels actually takes place about that statue. Yeah, the the Palpatine statue getting knocked down. Yeah. Yeah. I love this song, by the way, compared to the old one. <laughs> yep, nope. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah, the the old one kind of. I it's okay. I like this one a lot better. It's 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 a lot more kind of like epic conclusion. I don't know because this one to me feels 
a lot more, I guess, like movie like Yeah, it's like it's supposed to be soundtrack, right? Yeah. The other one sounded more like the music that they were actually hearing in the moment. Yeah, it, it's true. It's true. So that's that's the only reason why I prefer the other one is because to me it sounded like the Ewoks were having an actual celebration. Yeah. Whereas like now we have no idea because there's this other song that's over top of it, right? Yeah, they completely replaced the track. Now there's just like music and then the the sound and stuff. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, in the context of the rest of the saga, I always thought that Yub Nub was kind of like a a strange there's Hayden right there. Uh, a strange kind of addition because because it's the only song in the entire saga that actually takes place like live, like in the film and and not supposed to be part of the soundtrack, right? Because What like, about at Jabba's Palace or the Cantina? Um oh that's true actually yeah that's true Yeah God. that's true actually yeah yeah Jabba's palace Jabba's palace and and the and the cantina I don't know but but then it's kind of like a it's kind of like a show I guess I don't know Yubnub's never like the way that it's cut it I don't know it never really never really clicked for me I guess but True enough it's it's yeah it's it, I don't know it's still good I still it's I still fair. like the, I mean, the Yubnub song but that's same with people's pain with like Jedi rocks and stuff too right <sighs> yeah exactly yeah this is this is the only one that had music replaced I think all the other ones kept their original music and they just changed uh, yeah it. Like, I believe so that's true actually yeah yeah all all the other ones all the other ones didn't have any any music changes but. Yeah. So I know Jedi Rock was replaced because John Williams didn't like it. But was that the case with Yubnub? Or was that George? Uh I don't know actually. Yeah, I don't I don't really know. Um I'm not too sure. But I got to ask though. I mean like like cuz I know a lot of people have the problem with like the whole Hayden head swap sort of thing. I actually quite yeah. like it. I, I quite uh, like it. Well, if in the you context know it's there, it looks a little goofy because you can see his neck move kind of weird. That's true. Yeah, yeah. And um, this, aside from like the like the effects point of view, you know, yeah, um, the fact you, that but like you can recognize Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, yeah. Like because because uh, before it's like you watch, you know, if you were to watch the movies in the way that George intends, which is like you know one through six sort of thing, it's mm-hmm. like you know you know what Anakin Skywalker looks like. And then he becomes this bad guy, like at the point of like where, you know, he looks a certain way. And then when he's redeemed, he looks as if he did when he died. But but I think like the intention is like he was restored to kind of, you know, when he kind of went off the deep end sort of thing. But um, But it's also the Anakin Skywalker that we that we know to be this true good guy. Right. But on the argument that we want to see him as he was when he was a Jedi Technically, because he became one with the Force when he last was a Jedi was when he died, or else he would never have been in ghost form in the first place. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. I guess with it, with the last, those last, like, I don't know, three minutes or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's got to count, man. I mean, repent. Yeah, I guess so. Still get into heaven, right? (laughs) I, I guess so. I would like to, honestly, I would like to ask, like, I I wonder if there's anything on record of like George saying why he did the head swap, but I don't know. I mean, like I quite like it because like the guy who plays like Sebastian Stanley or whatever his name is, like the guy who actually Sebastian Shaw or Sebastian Shaw, is it? Um, Yeah. yeah, So like 
the guy he play, he looks nothing like Hayden Christensen, right? So like you know when you watch all the movies together, it's like who's that guy? You know. Um, True. Yeah, because like, you do only see him for that brief moment where he took it's his It's so brief. His yeah, off. it's like it's like one scene, right? So, I mean, it would have been a little more questionable if they completely replaced his like entire performance with like you know Hayden Christensen in, in the suit and and playing the, those parts over because like I think that would have been a little weird because they work so perfectly but but like the you know the whole thing it's like him popping up as force ghost for like a couple seconds more and and uh I don't know it's like the heroic moment of like him coming back right and and then uh I don't know as much as I hate the rise of Skywalker it's it is something that they brought back again was like Anakin's voice like with Hayden Christensen playing himself um mm-hmm as as that character again in Ray's vision or whatever um you know along with all the other jedi and stuff so at least there was a consistency that was kept there but um it's true but i mean one other thing is then like what about like yoda and obi-wan why do they get stuck in old decrepit bodies <laughs> i guess i i see so that that's that's why the only reason i can think of why he did it what he did was because yeah. the last time he was really a Jedi was was like when he was this certain age, um, because a Jedi as is like a is a commitment, right? Like it's like a it's a it's a position mm-hmm. uh, and a religion, right? So even though he sacrificed himself for his son, I don't think he did that because he wanted to be a Jedi again. I think he did that because of of his son and like right. specifically because he loves his son. And and no and no other reason, so I think like even though he isn't a bad guy at the end of the movie, I think the proper like restoration point of when he was actually a Jedi is like when he was when he was in the Clone Wars and and Episode Three and stuff like. Mm. Uh, well, certainly was a lot more involved. I I got that was his that was his pinnacle. Yeah, I gotta be honest. So what I think happens is that um, you know, when he became a Force Ghost or whatever. He can't bring his mechanical limbs with him, so instead of being a floating, <laughs> floating torso, torso <laughs> floating stumpy McStumperson, he was like, "Hey, you know what? I used to look pretty good back in the day, and I used to be yeah. a good guy back then. So uh, yeah, I'll do what I want." It was such a great robot chicken skit because, like, because, like, it's true. It's like exactly how you put it there, uh, Blake. Like, you yeah. know, like, oh, why do Obi Wan and and Yoda get stuck with their old decrepit bodies, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like, that's they made a joke of that in Robot Chicken, and then furthermore, they actually made a joke of Palpatine of like accepting the good, like the light side, right before he dies, okay. and then, but like right before he dies, his robe like flies off, and he's wearing nothing. <laughs> So, so, so he dies, and then he's forever in eternity. This forced ghost that's like completely naked. Oh my gosh! <laughs> that's great. It's pretty good. Yeah, he shows up. He's like, "What's up? What's up? What's up?" And then he looks down. He's like, "Oh, this is so not wizard." <laughs> that's so wizard, Annie. Yeah. <laughs> that's oh, awesome. Man. That's pretty hilarious. Oh my god. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Robot Chicken had some good skits. I did enjoy them. So that Man. phone number right there, the one eight hundred phone THX. THX. Uh, THX. I don't know if you guys like looked up like to what THX actually like did back in the day because they don't really do anything 
now, I guess. But, uh, well, it, I mean, it's kind of like a label, I guess. But uh, they actually, like, manage the, um, well, they used to manage the theater stereo systems. I think now it's uh, all Dolby, Dolby and, uh, and Dolby Atmos yeah. and everything. But uh, back in the day when, when, uh, when, um, I think it was it was like somebody at Luke's film. I forget. I think it was Ben Burt who was talking about this. Um, he said that like you know one of the biggest things in film that they would spend so much time on is like doing all the sound development and stuff. And then oh, yeah. when the movie came out into the theater, uh, they just they just had this uh, this really like some some theaters, some older theaters, very specifically, had such like a crappy like sound system. sound sound system yeah exactly like like the, you couldn't really get a good sense as to like you know music chunks were missing sound effects were missing and oh, wow. um, okay. he himself experienced this when he went to see one of the films and he's like this is garbage like like why am i like i'm you know like i'm a sound guy like i i worked on the films and everything and then i come here and it's just atrocious it's nothing like what i experienced in the in the sound studio right in the sound yeah. stage and so uh it was that that idea in which you know it was brought to George's attention is like, hey, let's make a company that actually represents a standard for movie theaters and screening rooms and stuff to actually like have a, a, a clear, crisp, like perfect audio system that works well with the film. So uh, they developed THX, which was named after THX one one three eight, and uh, and they made this a, a company that would go around and actually like service. Uh, movie theaters as to you know if they called the number it's like hey our our theater sound isn't working very well like and then they would come and fix it and mm. um try to up, upgrade yeah them. that's pretty cool yeah and i think it's it started very small scale and then i think it got like bigger because obviously i don't think thx operates and, and just it's know. funny how you, you don't really hear about it too much unless you really look into it or you're just a big star wars fan yeah. but just the, the amount of modernization that george brought to like theaters and cinema is incredible. Yeah, it's insane, dude. Yeah, it is insane. Like, like between THX being sound and then the prequels forcing digital, digital. upon movie theaters, and then, um, I mean, the original trilogy in general bringing this new kind of vibe to Hollywood films and space genre in general, right? Like, yeah. like every single time, it's the like editing the, pacing. Yeah, the pacing, the storytelling, like everything, and and the fact that music played the way it did throughout the movie in in the yeah, form of like an orchestra yeah, like, which had like, never yeah, really been done before classical kind of style music which wasn't done yeah like, and it, and it's like it's reinvented the wheel in like classic classics like the 50s and stuff right but by the time george made these movies it had already uh like totally been lost yeah were, it was very like modern style music and just in everything mm -hmm. which at the yeah, time exactly. was like like rock music essentially What's a guitar? Yeah. yeah, exactly. And 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 I think a lot of uh, theatrical films back then that had uh, yeah music in them they they weren't they weren't uh, the style that Star Wars is, which is like John Williams's you know uh, yeah orchestra like you know full scale kind of thing like that was so um, not uh, a, a common thing to find and now, and now today every single film has that which yeah, is crazy it's been totally normalized. Mm -hmm. Like especially yeah. like, uh, like all the big blockbusters, right? That's that's what they all have. Yeah. Yeah. All the Marvel films, you know, it's like you get you get that. Uh, all the all the big, uh, all the big movies with like very popular theme songs over the years, like all the way from Superman, 
to which was John Williams, by the way, went all the way to today, which like you get the Avengers. Um, like it was, it's all it's all the same thing, and it's all like it all started with 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 Star Wars. So yeah, it really um, did. It, it's changed the entire way film was made. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's it's it always astounds me when whenever I come across somebody that has never seen Star Wars before, and 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 they might not be a big movie buff at all, but I mean like this is like huge right because like this translates into tv it translates into anything and anyone who's anyone who lives in north america has seen a movie of it, of some kind over their course of their life if they're not six months old already you know like it's they've seen something <laughs> yeah and, and like and and some way or another there is somebody who works somewhere at some company who has probably some relation to something <laughs> else that goes all the way back to like these films right here so yeah, it's it's crazy, it's crazy. I mean, yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, I, it's such a great movie. I mean, I'm I'm not looking forward to the next ones, guys. <laughs> like to be honest, uh, like this is where it ends. This is where the trail ends. For all fans of Star Wars. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll do them. Um, we'll do them and and try and get through them in in uh, the best way possible uh but uh but yeah i mean this is genuinely where i think where the fork in the road is in which case like i would have loved to have seen yeah i would have loved to have seen where george would have taken this ending and like what the next movie would have looked like like if he did them right yeah so that was a good point i really hope that the original scripts are leaked at some point i would love to read them i would i would too yeah i would really love to at least you know adapt them into a comic book or some kind i know that's what they did with the original star wars script so it's you know hopefully they they do it again maybe with with his outlines but um yeah they would have to be fine-tuned of course and you know they, they would have had they would have the draft for for the force awakens before it was force awakens mm. uh which which is a very interesting book by the way uh is the the force awakens like art of book um, cause that, that book is, um, is, uh, it has like concepts and stuff from, from the original draft before, you know, JJ and, and whoever else I just took George's yeah. thing and like, whoosh, like just out the window. But, uh, yeah, like they did that whole script with that guy who wrote Toy Story 3 and, uh, and there was some concept designs that was actually done off of it that ended up in that book. So one of the most interesting books in recent Star Wars history is uh, the Art of the Force Awakens book because it contains visual representation of some of the stuff in George's outline, which is super cool. So it is cool. Yeah, very little bit, but you know something. Did they also release some book that's something to do with the wills, like the original idea of the wills? That was uh, that was part of that that outline, yeah. So okay. um, they they haven't really gone into that too much more than I guess what was revealed like over the the course of, you know, George talking about what he would have done and and you know various little things that's been dropped over the years. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, that that outline that he made, he said, would have gotten into. Um, into the wills of the force and like he he called it the micro biology world or the the microbiotic 
yeah, um, I remember that. perspective or something. And well, I think that, that people take it, people it, take but... it so literally though. Like, like, yeah. and, and, and I think that's George Lucas is one of those guys that nothing should ever be taken literally because True. he's, he's a guy of representation, right? So, so like throughout all the storytelling, he's always done that, including, um, including like cooperating with John Williams so well, in which case the music does that as well. Like, you know, the music in, in itself tells a story. So I think when he says uh, it would have gone into a microbiotic world or whatever, it doesn't necessarily mean, you know, it's going to be Star Wars like mixed with honey. We shrunk the kids or whatever. Yeah, which is definitely what everyone immediately thought. It would be like they be shrunk down and like. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, it's Star Wars. Like, what do you expect, man? Like, like, I just like, I don't understand like where that mentality was going. Like, I think like what he was trying to say is in a, in very few words, because he's a very short spoken guy, is we would have explored uh, like more about the relationship between the force and the midi-chlorians and the Jedi and like all this stuff and the balance of the force and everything. Cause I watched the clone wars and I see some of the arcs that they did with, with that stuff. And even though Dave Filoni is the director on that show, all those, those shots that were called for this arc and that are not that, that all came from George Lucas, like in the writer's room. So, you know, it makes me wonder it's like what this trilogy would have been like and, and how much information we would have, had and what the plot would have had to do with like all this stuff and some of the stuff that he actually set up in the prequels like with Qui-Gon Jinn and the midi-chlorians and all that like how much of it would have carried over would we have seen Liam Neeson again yeah, like a, a lot of this stuff like it gets me thinking I'm like man like these movies had so much potential and and it takes me back to the mindset that I had in in 2013 when when these movies were announced and uh and I or 2012 I guess and and I, I, th I was like, this is going to be the trilogy that binds fans of the prequels and the originals together in a way that... Uh, yeah, I remember you saying that. Yeah, and, and this ended up being the trilogy that binds I mean, them in a very negative way. Yeah, say, <laughs> it did bind those two fans together and schism the next group. <laughs> it gives them the next thing to hate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like it binds it's them like together. It's but... always wanted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So... Anyways, uh, I guess we should probably wrap this up because it's been uh, two and a half hours here. But uh, <laughs> yeah, thanks for coming on, guys. I guess we'll uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Hey, yeah, yeah sounds good for sure, like, man. Thanks for having us. Yeah. I think we're still gonna have fun. I think uh, the next viewing of this trilogy will probably be the most enjoyable viewing I've had of it. I will say that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we'll and we'll try and make it a good viewing. I mean, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's I guess better to. It's better to suffer with friends, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is yeah. I mean, there's definitely a, there's definitely a lot of a lot of a lot of things that we can criticize on, but it's 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 also got some good things. I mean, I, I I'm not. It is Star Wars still, and like, you know, we still get Harrison Ford, we still get Mark Hamill back, we still got Carrie Fisher, right? Like, we still have some stuff to appreciate, and out of those films, and even though they're in the context of a trilogy in which I have no care for in the world. Like at least we got some performances that were pretty awesome. And, uh, there were some visual scenes that were pretty cool. Um, yeah, I agree with that. There was, there was some definitely really cool artistic decisions. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I guess, you know, there's, there's something there, but, uh, overall, uh, 
I don't know. It'll be it'll be it'll be a viewing that that I'm not going to forget. That's for sure. Because it's it's <laughs> the first time that I'm going to be watching all three of these movies, you know, in the way that we are. I guess like being able right. to commentate them on and, um, yeah. So it's also like kind of like Rogue One and Solo. I guess for us, like having watched those six films like over the over our you know Couple x years. amount of years yeah. like quite a quite a lot right and like these films are also very new and haven't seen them nearly as often uh so there's uh in a way there's a lot less for me to talk about as far as like behind the scenes stuff for so sure. i don't i don't know about you guys but yeah like it's it's like um it's more about i guess commentating on like the story and and the characters and stuff so i don't know it'll it'll be interesting Give it time, though. I'm sure they're going to do a bunch of behind-the-scenes stuff that comes out over time. Right. Yeah. Because like, yeah. I know there is for Solo because the uh, VFX uh, supervisor he made an effort to actually record a lot of that stuff, and he actually put out a book of behind-the-scenes for Solo. That's good. Yeah, because I think you, it's you know what's you know what's kind of like a shame to me is like with the new movies and stuff, they just don't go nearly as well like documented right so like in, with a lot yeah, of like the older rushed, movies right? it's so rushed yeah and like a lot of the older movies like uh recently those star wars archives books had come out there's one for the prequels and one for the originals and they're like massive books man like like hardcover like huge books they're like a hundred something two hundred dollars and uh it's just page after page after page of like documentation on like behind the scenes of those films and like the making of and all this stuff. And, and it's like the new movies, it's like they bash them out in like two years tops. It's around two years. And, yeah. and like, and plus like, yeah. And it's just like, I don't, I don't really know how, I don't know. Like I dig through the Blu-ray special features of some of those films and it's like, there's not that much. And yet you, you go <laughs> yeah. back to like the Phantom Menace and there's like a massive long, you know, there's like shots of like George and Steven Spielberg, like chatting about, about this battle droid. And, you know, there's so much like stuff. They do kind like, of skip out on a lot of that. Well, so one thing George is really good at is he was yeah. good at showing a lot of the behind the scenes and he made an effort to record it. I feel like they did that for Force Awakens. But after like that first one, because they wanted to make advertisement, right? Because it's been so many years and there's such hype. So they made an effort to do that. But then after that movie, they just kind of stopped. Yeah. They were like, we don't want them to see what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. All right, thanks guys for coming on the show. We'll you all, uh, see you next time. All right, and a big thank you to uh, all you guys who tuned in at home and uh, listened to this entire broadcast uh, because we've had a great time doing these commentary shows and uh, we hope that you guys have uh, liked them so far as well uh, i know for some of you you'll probably be dropping off at this point as far as uh, the commentary tracks because you know we uh, next stop force awakens and then onwards to uh, episode eight and nine after that as well uh so you know we got those three to go through and uh they tend to be more controversial so uh, we will do our best to keep them entertaining regardless and uh, of course give you guys a good show but um 
You know, if you guys uh, want to follow our uh, Discord uh, account, uh, the link is in the description as well as on our Twitter page, which uh, you can follow us at Twitter at SW Escape Podcast. Our email is uh, theescapepod at outlook.com. And uh, of course, there are vastly many ways to uh, to uh, get a hold of Star Wars Escape Pod. Just look us up on the internet, uh, search us on Facebook, find the page, and uh, huge favor if you like the page as well as giving the show five stars on iTunes or at the, uh, the Apple Podcast app, whatever you're using, uh, because this show is available on every platform across the galaxy. And if we are not on one, please let us know. Uh, share this show with a friend that would do us a huge favor and uh, that is about all I have to say so uh, thanks again guys for tuning in and we look forward to the next episode we'll see you next time and may the force be with you it's like-